Hi guys, uh, welcome to another episode of It's a Lot with Abby Chatfield. Today we're going to be discussing um, sexual assault uh, and uh, victim blaming and rape. So if any of these things are triggers for you, please turn off now. There will be discussions of other things toward the end of the podcast, but this is going to be quite, I wouldn't say graphic, but it's going to be quite hard to listen to. So, obviously, since the last episode of the podcast dropped, Brittany Higgins, who was a staffer uh, for the Liberal Party, came out and said that she was raped by a colleague in Parliament House in March 2019. I'm sure all of you have heard of this, have had a lot of DMs about this, um, in particular, Scott Morrison's comments. So, for those of you who don't know, there is a whole interview on the project with Brittany Higgins and Lisa Wilkinson. So if you'd like the full entire story, please go and watch that. There's also a lot of news articles about this. Please go and look it up in its entirety to get all of the information. Um, but basically what's happened is Brittany has alleged that in March 2019, she was raped by a colleague physically in Parliament House after some drinks with staff. Basically, what happened was after she was <laughs> after she was allegedly raped, then was found by security guards in Parliament House, people who were supposed to be keeping the vicinity safe, uh, and nothing was done. No ambulance or medical help was called. No one was notified. Um, and then uh miss higgins has since said that she felt pressure to not proceed with the formal complaint for fear of losing her job allegedly Brittany was passed out and half naked on the minister's couch when she was found by security and not given any help just one more time she was given no help um she did a big interview lisa wilkinson on the project and in this interview it's a it's a great interview and i love lisa wilkinson but um, unfortunately, I guess because of the questions that would be asked by people watching the project, or I guess just to get the quote-unquote full story across, Lisa had to ask multiple questions that were a bit victim blamey. You know, I love Lisa Wilkinson. I'm like a number one fan. So I really do think she's a huge advocate for women and, and women's rights and women's progression um, in Australia. So I think that this was probably more of a covering all bases thing from Lisa. But I do just want to touch on some questions, a couple of questions that were asked in the interview, just to start off with, that um, I just didn't quite like. Um, one of the questions was asked uh, if she was drunk and kind of how drunk she was. Um, Obviously, this is common rhetoric in uh, sexual assault and rape allegations and cases in that people who are raped, particularly women, young women, are seen to be irresponsible by drinking too much or letting themselves, quote unquote, get drunk. Now, Brittany said that her accused alleged rapist had been buying her drinks all night and she thought that she'd done something right and she was excited, you know, because it was a senior colleague, you know, you're excited to kind of be quote-unquote welcomed into your working environment, particularly when you're a 24-year-old working in parliament. So you want to get along, you want to fit in with people, you're going to think you're doing the right thing by drinking a lot with the boys in the boys club that is uh, the government. So she last she was drunk, I just want to First of all, point that out. I saw that, didn't love it, made me feel a bit sick. A lot of sexual assaults do occur when 
people are drunk, not because they are putting themselves in a vulnerable position, but because rapists and people who will sexually assault other people will seek out people who are vulnerable and drunk. Um, there also was a question from Lisa that asked if Brittany had showed any romantic interest in this uh, alleged rapist. And she said, no, again, it wouldn't really matter even if it was her boyfriend or if it was her husband or if it was someone that she knew and she was blatantly romantically interested in having sex with someone passed out is still rape. But I think that these questions, I hope these questions were asked just to create context for the viewers. Though, yeah, that was a bit upsetting as well to see. It doesn't really matter if she'd shown interest. It could have been her office crush. It's similar to, <clears throat> this is a different kettle of fish, but just like the Bill Clinton thing with Monica Lewinsky. That was consensual, right? But there was that power dynamic. And uh, Monica Lewinsky had a crush on Bill Clinton. I mean, Bill Clinton was the hot president and she was an intern. And so you wouldn't, well, not as so you wouldn't, but she did have a crush on Bill Clinton. And that was kind of twisted in the media to be like, she was like a harlot trying to trying to get with Bill Clinton and she had as, as much power as Bill Clinton had in the situation. But in fact, she didn't. He was a president. She was an intern. This is a very different thing. This is a rape allegation, but a similar idea in that showing interest romantically doesn't really change power dynamics. It also doesn't change the fact this um, poor girl spoke about waking up mid-rape um, and knowing that he was almost finished. Trying to say these things without crying. If I start crying, I won't stop. Um, and I think this whole story really speaks to the culture in which Scott Morrison has created within our parliament. And that is only amplified by his wonderful quote that I'm sure we've all seen. So I actually didn't watch this video until literally just then. I'd seen the quotes in news articles and I'd seen the quotes um, all over my newsfeed, but I hadn't watched the video. And this is the quote from Scott Morrison regarding how he feels about the alleged rape of someone who was in his staff, right? So this is someone that is in Parliament House that he has responsibility for and the culture is his responsibility. And he is saying this is how he feels about it. Jenny, his wife, Jenny and I spoke last night and she said to me, you have to think about this as a father first. What would you want to happen if it were our girls? Jenny has a way of clarifying. Sorry, it's ridiculous. Jenny has a way of clarifying things, always has. And so as I've reflected on that overnight and listened to Brittany and what she has had to say. So ScoMo basically said that because his wife said, think about this in the parameters of being a father and a husband, then you might get some empathy for an alleged rape victim, a 24-year-old at the time, alleged rape victim. There was a wonderful uh, journalist who asked a question, why would you, something along the lines of, why would you not think of this as a human being, not as a father? And he said, and Scott Morrison said, well, being a father and being a husband is, uh, what do you say, essential to my human being or something like that. Something about basically he is a father and a husband, therefore he can't think of things any other way. But the, the journalist asked, how are men who aren't fathers and aren't husbands supposed to have empathy then? If you said your empathy came from being a father, don't you think of these women as people, not just as potential daughters? Um, I, got a I got a couple of DMs like, 
two or three DMs from people um, asking me what was wrong with what Scott Morrison said, like genuinely asking, being like, can you explain this? Um, so I think it's just that. It's the, the implication that your empathy can only be activated when you're forced to think about your daughters in that situation is abhorrent. It's disgusting. Like it's You can only think of things when they affect you. You can only think, if my daughter went through this, would I believe her? You should just believe these horrific allegations, particularly when they come backed up with two other allegations now. Also, you should have empathy for someone going through that, regardless of their gender or their relation to you. This only speaks to, I think, Scott Morrison's outlook on women and on uh, women in parliament and how he sees them as extensions of his daughters rather than individuals and and their own people that have their own emotions beyond just, well, you know, in theory, lady equals possible daughter. Therefore, therefore, I feel sad when they sad. Like, dude, dude, like, please. Like, I don't have daughters. Like I guess I am a woman. Like, I don't have sons, right? I don't have very men in my life. But if I heard about a rape allegation of a man I would be like that's horrible I would have the empathy to think that's disgusting I don't need to have an extension of me in order to actually that's what it is wow it's a narcissistic thing where he can only feel empathy for people that he thinks are an extension of him wow mind-blown moments hate you Scott Morrison honestly me calling him out on this podcast I love having the podcast Scott Morrison um but Earlier, I was speaking about how Britney was scared. <clears throat> Sorry, Britney was scared that she would lose her job. Um, I saw in another interview that the this person she's alleging raped her. He was a favorite of her boss, um, and I think a lot of us can relate to that. Maybe not on this level, but working in when I used to work in a corporate environment, I'm sure there's a lot of nepotism and a lot of favoritism and a lot of shitty men get away with really shitty behavior because they're their boss's favorite. And it's, I guess, even in a social aspect of like the boys being like, he would never do that. Talking about men behaving poorly in relationships all the way through to rape allegations in that people think that this person wouldn't do that. Also, I think there's a lot of own protecting own in the government in that I'm sure there's some dirt that everyone has on everyone and that's why they had their favourites. They've all interconnections. They all have these different reasons to protect each other. If you have a favourite, they would know your secrets. You would know their secrets. It's a whole thing. You want to make sure people who keep you in power stay in power. And it's fucking disappointing because she allegedly told her boss, Linda Reynolds, who's now the defence minister, um, and apparently... She gave her all the support and she encouraged her to report it. And, you know, after some discussions, uh, Brittany Higgins had decided to not pursue the matter with police. Um, and now she's coming forward to the media. Obviously, she feels ready to. Uh, I think there's something in that as well about sexual assault allegations in people saying, why didn't she report it at the time? Hmm. So you go through something extremely traumatic that's intertwined with your livelihood and your career and your future in an environment in which, and like, let's be honest, she's working for the Liberal Party. She knows it's a boys club. All the parliament is, but she's working for the Liberal Party, run by Scott Morrison, who just said only Jenny can bring him empathy. So, like, she knows who she's dealing with, right? This girl, unfortunately, knows what the realistic repercussions are. She's already traumatised. I don't know what her mental health, what her mental state was like, but I can imagine my mental state because I have empathy beyond Jenny. So when I think about how I would feel without Jenny's influence, 
um, I would be traumatized and not mentally well. Um, and I wouldn't have the strength to go through with a police investigation and and court proceedings, particularly of someone who is in the government and who is more senior than I am. I mean, that would be hard enough to report to HR in my old corporate job. You know what I mean? Like, let alone go to the police. I mean, look, we don't know what Linda Reynolds actually did or didn't do, but I feel like Linda Reynolds could have done more for some reason. I just feel like Linda could have maybe said something to ScoMo. And if, and if she did something to Scott Morrison, why didn't he act on this sooner? So either she didn't tell someone higher that someone was allegedly raped inside Parliament House. This isn't just, not just, this isn't a rape, uh, you know, at someone's personal. This is inside where government is held. This is fucking crazy. Then she wasn't held by security guards. She had to tell the story in the office she was raped in the next day. It's the, everything is just completely fucked. I mean, it's 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 this it's the classic. It's a textbook sexual assault story of you're sexually assaulted, allegedly sexually assaulted. You don't tell anyone. If you don't tell anyone, also the issue is if you don't tell anyone straight away and you wait a little while until you've somewhat even minutely healed and have the strength to take on the media scrutiny and the court case. If you wait, then you're lying. It, then you're lying in quotation marks. If you tell people straight away, you want attention. Um, particularly being a young woman in parliament, I would assume there would be some sort of at least, you know, conversation around if she's doing this for her career gain or for money or for attention or what does she want? Does she want to have a certain name in politics? It's just all a bit fucked. There's all of those layers of classic sexual assault plus the layers of being in government. The whole thing is fucking disappointing. I feel sick for Brittany Higgins. I feel sick for everyone in Parliament. I feel sick for Jenny having to be married to Scott Morrison. But, I mean, at this stage, it's it's just fucked. So for anyone who's wondering why it's bad that Scott Morrison said that, basically, he should have empathy beyond being a father and a husband. Also... At the end of the day, it is part of his role to ensure that people in Parliament House are safe. So whether or not he has empathy as a person, he also has a responsibility as a leader of our country and of our government to make sure people are safe inside Parliament House, not just because Jenny said so. What the actual fuck? Fuck you, Scott Morrison. Okay, so I was DM'd this story by a follower. Um can't recall your username. So sorry, babe. But it was about uh, Caftan Queen Camilla Franks, Angus fans of the colonial-themed party to celebrate launch of Mad Manor Range. So <clears throat> I don't follow uh, Camilla because it's not 2012. So, um, I mean, who's worn a caftan recently? If you do, I mean, flex, but not for me. Could never afford them. Like $700 for a, for a bedazzled caftan. Like, I can't afford that. So she basically... Someone DM'd me this, and I didn't quite understand at first. I was so confused because Camilla deleted their posts about this. I think. I can't see any. But they have a new range, and it's called Mad Manor, but it's got Union Jacks all over it. And, you know, I mean, again, why? But there's this one photo. I wonder if we can link it in the show notes. There's this one photo. So I was going through this article and I was like, oh, this is fucked. Tacky, tacky, tacky. And it was the day after the anniversary of the apology from Kevin Rudd. So February 13th, I think. A lot of influencers went uploading stuff. And there was this photo. Let me just show you, Lem. Oh. Right? Okay, so this photo and it's this girl who looks like she's, I'm just going to say, it looks like she's the first colonizer. <laughs> Like, it looks like she's a 
she's just come off like first the first fleet. Like what? Like, but like in been in bedazzled. Like she's just put some crystals on, and they've got this like this like vintage Union Jack flag, which. At first, I was like, I don't really. I was like, oh, like to be honest, because of my privilege, I was like, when I was scrolling through this article and the screenshots, I was like, I don't really get what's going on here. And then I scrolled down, scrolled down, then I saw this embedded post from Camilla, and I was like, wow, that makes me feel physically ill. It gave me a visceral reaction, and that's as a white person, like having no intergenerational trauma, having no, you know, I had a visceral reaction as a white person. It was. It's a really weird post. I'll put it on the podcast page. So. I was like, ew, 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 ew. And then I saw a really good point. So it doesn't say what this, it doesn't say which uh, account this comment comes from, which is in an article. So I wish that I knew who this person was to give them credit. But there was a quote in here saying that someone commented, there's a lot of cultural borrowing from this brand. It's just tone deaf. How can they be inspired by African tribal and native influences while holding onto vision, onto a vision that represents British imperialism, which is so true. I read that and I was like, wow, absolutely. That's why it feels gross that Camilla's doing it because Camilla is a brand that literally, like I said, have African and native influences in their prints, in their colors, in their styles, and then have done a basically a 180 and flipped back to Union, Union Jack and having a party in a Union Jack theme. Um, it was just a bit distasteful. It was just a bit like... What the fuck? I mean, can we just choose a different print? You know what I mean? Like, can we just choose a different... I mean, there's enough There's enough prints that Camilla has had over the years. I'm sure they could have chosen, chosen a different print. Bit tone deaf. Bit cooked. Just wanted to mention that, that I saw it. Someone DM'd me, so I talk about the podcast. Basically, it was just cooked. And um, I won't be unfollowing Camilla because, like I said, it wasn't 2012. So, I'm not, I, I don't follow them. I just love these episodes where I just rant at you guys, LMAO. All right, the next one, someone sent me this screenshot. I love when you guys send me, like, little corners of the internet via DM because I don't see much. Like, honestly, I, I don't really, like, I'll read the news, I'll listen to political podcasts, but, like, I'm not scrolling that much. So, like, send me, send me things, send me pop culture things. So, Piers Morgan tweeted, uh, I'm sure you all saw the photo shoot if you didn't there was a photo shoot with uh for skims it was kim kardashian kyla jenner and kendall jenner all looking hot as fuck in this these red i think they're bikinis over their undies set doesn't really matter they look they look hot and pierce morgan tweeted also pierce morgan just before i say anything is like the worst person on the planet like i like i can't uh besides trump i guess and scomo now uh, maybe jenny should talk to pierce morgan and see if she can get through to him. Because Pierce Morgan tweeted, and he always says stupid fucking shit like this. Like, he always says, like, stupid, like, sexist, racist, fucking xenophobic bullshit. Or just, like, little, and he goes, oh, cancel culture. And it's like, dude, he, sorry, I'm me getting angry. He tweeted, if I were Kim and Kylie, I'd stop being photographed with Kendall. And then, a, then like, a pointing down emoji, like a, like, fingers down. Okay, first of all, Pierce Morgan. Those three women pretty much look the same. They're sisters. So, like, let's just start off with that. Like, they're all got, they've all got amazing bodies. They all have long, dark hair. This photo literally could be triplets. Like, I'm just showing them. Like, they look the same, first and fucking foremost. 
Like, they all look gorgeous. They're all in the same fucking outfit. Their hair's are the same. <laughs> They're all hot, right? They're also, like, considered to be the hottest family in the world in pop culture, right? Like, in theory. Like, they're seen as, like, the Kardashians. And they're all, like, a little bit different, but they're all just as hot. They're just a hot, iconic family. Pierce Morgan had the audacity to comment saying that, essentially, Kendall's body is better than theirs or she's better looking than theirs or I don't know what he was trying to say but in doing that he then was basically saying to every woman who isn't as quote-unquote conventionally good looking in the biggest quotation marks ever that don't look like Kim Kardashian you aren't good enough to be photographed with Kendall Jenner like that's like like that level of like how in in such high esteem we hold Kim Kardashian and Kylie Jenner's looks but that isn't even good enough for Pierce Morgan what the fuck but do you think Kim was upset that Pierce wouldn't fuck her (laughs) do you think Kim Kardashian was like oh my god so he's apparently he's retaliated let me just let me just see his quote oh god I'm just reading this now okay so then he then he replied saying my Kardashian's tweet has prompted f- f- what's flagons? Flagons? F L A G O N S. What the fuck is flagons? Flagons. A large, usually metal or pottery vessel as for wine with handle and spout and often a lid. Large, bulging, short neck bottle. Okay, well, apparently fem- feminists are now liquid based. Um, we're in liquid form. Well, that's good. Oh, my God. Can everyone just Google flagons right now and see what the fuck Piers Morgan is talking about? I mean, I'm sure he's right. I'm sure it's like some English slang thing. But, like, okay. So, basically, my Kardashian's tweet has prompted flagons. I imagine us, all of us, all the liquid feminists in a in a brass bottle. Um, a faux feminist, foul mouth, fat-shaming fury. Apparently, it's illegal to think one's hotter than the others. But to balance things up, here's a photo of me with my clothes off. Objectify me, ladies. I can take it. He is disgusting. Okay, first of all, Pierce, you fucking gaslighting cunt. Apparently, it's illegal. No one said it was illegal. People said you were a dickhead. No one said it was illegal, you gaslighting fuck. You're a dickhead. It's illegal to think one's hotter. Also, speaking about them like they're like they're a like a Nando's meal, like a peri peri moment. Like one of them is that they aren't fucking human beings. Like. Not using their names. Also, I love that he put, it's illegal to think as one's hotter in brackets, Kendall. Yeah, babe. We all saw the tweet. We know who you're fucking talking about. But to balance things up, here's a photo of me my clothes off. Objectify me, ladies. I can take it. First of all, Pierce, no one wants to fucking objectify you, crusty old fuck. Second of all, bitch. Second of all, you fucking bitch. I... (laughs) The whole point of... Objectification is a lack of consent, you motherfucker. Therefore, you saying, objectify me, I can take it. It's a cash 22. You aren't being objectified because you are asking for objectification. You absolute fucking motherfucker. I hate you. Like, and you think it's like some Dean Wells shit or like some like men's rights activists. Like, got you feminists tricked. Objectify me. I don't care. Also, Pierce, the issue wasn't, and it was about objectification, but it also was about your comparison and your body shaming, you motherfucker. Like, I'm sure you would, you would cry out if, okay, if you uploaded a photo. This is the thing as well. 
as you all know, all these men's rights activists and all these right-wing dickheads, whenever they have something happen to them, like say if Ikea uploaded a photo, he got papped and someone said that he didn't look very fit and said that he looked quote-unquote fat, he then would cry out and say, where are all the feminists now defending me? Keep the same energy, Pierce. They're too busy spilling their flagons. <laughs> Fuck you, Pierce Morgan. You fucking piece of shit. Here's a photo of me and my clothes off. No one asked for it. No one wants to objectify you. Pierce, you trying to objectify yourself is the opposite of what you're trying to do. You aren't being funny. You aren't being smart. You're just being an absolute cunt, basically. Long story short, the Kardashians are all held up to be the hottest women in the world. As you all know, whether or not you agree with it, that is still not by the media. And if we can't compete, if Kim and Kylie can't compete with Kendall, what the fuck are we else all going to do? If, like, me age, like, 13 saw this, I would, like, hate myself for a week afterwards, being like, if Kim Kardashian isn't hot enough, then what am I? You know? Like, what the fuck? Hate you, Piers Morgan. Anyway, that was my rage at Piers Morgan. I can take it. Also, as though you're, like, stronger, being like, I don't care. The amount of also's. Also! Just because you think you can take it doesn't mean that it's okay for you to do it to everyone else. You can't just you can't just negate things and be like, I'm okay with getting I'm okay, this is literally the same as being like, I'm okay with getting death threats, therefore I can send death threats to other people. But that's your logic. Is I'm okay with getting gentrified, therefore I can do it to everyone else. No, you can't. Have some empathy. Have a call with Jenny. Okay, now that we've had my rant, we've had the sad start, the awful start about the rape allegations, then we had some colonialism, then we had Pierce Morgan being a cunt. I mean, what's new? And now it's time for some quote-unquote fun. I don't know what this story is going to be, but Lem here, she is going to tell me some nightmare fuel. I was looking for one in the emails and she goes, I have one. So this is one of the last men I've slept with. Yes. Right. So okay. I am full-time with a woman right now. I have put men behind me. And the reason why is just there's too much to talk about. But this specific guy. <laughs> I mean, I think we all understand. Okay. This- I, mean, <laughs> I mean, the reason why we're like, say no more, Lem. I, no I can't, honestly. <laughs> Um, no, I'm I'm not like a man hater in the way that I would like see any man and hate them. But when it comes to dating, I've just never been able to find an emotionally intelligent guy or like to match my level of emotional intelligence. Yes. You know? And I think I was single for like around two years. I was like, really, my head was in my work. I wasn't really thinking about like sex or anything. And then in that at that point in time, I was just like, you know what? Anybody who comes to me, I'm just going to say yes. I just did this thing with myself where I was like, anybody who comes, I'll just say yes. And I was at this party and this guy came over, kind of handsome, bald guy. Um, And I had dated like, he's just not my type, like completely not my type. But I just said like, okay, let's go with it. Dated him a few times, then went to his place. And this is all set in Jordan, where sex is like really, really like, you can't have sex before you get married. Really? Yeah. It's like very a very big deal over Okay. There. But I don't conform to that, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> what about me? Oh, because no. Lem is from Jordan. I'm so from everyone Jordan. Knows, yeah. Yes, it's in the Middle East if you don't know where it is. If you if you don't also, you can use a map. Just Google um, it. Guys, Google don't it. DM me saying, where's Jordan, please? <laughs> yeah. So this guy... He takes me to his place. His mom is asleep and he's living with his mom. Also very popular in Jordan for, you know, people to live with their parents until they get married. Really? That's another thing. Yes. I know people are like, what the fuck? But it's just like, 
That's the way the culture Right. So this guy, he's, you know, we're kissing and everything and we're making out. And then he starts like, we start undressing each other. And then he starts um, dry humping me at the beginning a little bit. Okay. And then he takes off my clothes. And then he loses his erection. Okay. So... You know, I was I was trying to kind of cater to him, like, are you okay? Is everything fine? Like, it's okay. And he was just, like, getting really frustrated. He even got, like, a bit angry. Which I don't understand, like, how you can... I, I think with horniness, sometimes they get a little bit of anger. Yeah, and frustra- yeah, frustration. Yeah, yeah. So he's like just it. like, oh, fuck it, let's just stop. And I'm like, look, tell me what it is, and we can talk about it. Yeah. Can you guess what it was? After, like, me going for, like, fucking 15 minutes of, like, please... Mr. N, tell me, like, what is causing this? What, what, fuck, what was it? Just guess. Well, why he couldn't... Why he couldn't yeah. continue. He said... No, is it something to do with, like, body hair or something? Yes! Yes! Ah! Yes! Yes! Oh. He basically told me, oh even though God. I had shaved, but I then... I hate them, I hate them, I hate them, I hate them, I hate them. It gets worse, it gets worse. Oh, my he said, God. He said... Psychic vibes. Look, I know that you're very busy and that you wouldn't have time... But I can't handle body hair, like, on my vulva, basically. And I had shaved. And he prefers waxing, is what he said. And so, he, you, so, you, so you had shaved, even? Yes. It wasn't even a full bush, and this is what was happening. And, and he said that I have too much hair on my face. Do I have hair on my face? No, you don't at all. It really, like, it was, a li- like, a little bit triggering after that. Because I'm it like, how can somebody go down on me now? And, and like, you know, it, it kind of got... If it's weird thing in your head now and you'd be insecure. Well, and then you not can't... right now. Well, no, not right now. No, no. <laughs> but like after that, like the next person. The fucker. Just, you know, so, it's th- one thing oh, to sorry, like be addicted to porn and just see like bald pussies all the time and enjoying that. <laughs> That's one thing. But another thing is to fucking tell me, oh, I know you don't have time for this. I don't have time for you. No. It's not about like my body hair. I don't have time for people like you. No. I don't need to fucking change my body for you. Like, Did he have I- hair? He was bald. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. I hate a a bald. Really? I hate a bald man. I kind of like bald men. Really? Yeah. No, but his dick was bald. His balls are bald. Yeah, he was was pretty clean shaven. I don't know. I think he's OCD or like there was something something going going on. on. He couldn't do it. But honestly, that time, like when that happened, I think that was the last man I slept with. I mean. And after that. Dylan. It was Pussy Valley. Pussy Valley. I love that Pussy Valley. Um, That's pretty fucked. I'm wondering if I've ever had guys that... I'm wondering if I've ever had guys that have not wanted to fuck me because of my hairy pussy. Not really. I mean, I think that I always shave out of insecurity, but I feel like I just need to start going like landing strip energy. I think, like, look, right now I I lasered because I I feel like I've got a lot of... Okay, this is too TMI. Mm. um, You know, uh, ingrowns and shit. Yes, ingrowns. it, It just... Got me, like, as much as I try to say I'm an independent woman and I own my body and I am so, like, in control of myself and I love the way I look and whatever, it just got got to me. Absolutely. It really did. Like, after that, even with, you know, women going down on me, I would just, you know, kind of, like, check and see and try to shave extra and, like... <sighs> Get into the root. You're like pulling. You're like pulling. You're like pulling. You're the skin. Like your mons pubis, and you're like, oh my god. You're like getting laser. You've got like, oh my god. You're putting foundation over it. You're yeah. Like- he was. Look, I really think he just watched a lot of porn. I think that he couldn't see a lot of bushes, like because he, he had any- this idea of like 
women are have have bold vaginas and have to always have bold vaginas. I think that was that is fucking crazy. It was crazy. That is fucking crazy. I haven't had anyone comment on like my my pubic hair ever, but for some reason in my head, I think someone everyone thinks it. Really? Yeah. In my but you head. would have pubic hair. You mean? In my you're head. A feminist, so you have to have. I know. I have hair. to have it. No, but like I just change it up. Like I whatever I'm feeling. I'm like, what do I feel like? But always the first time I fuck someone, I always shave, and I or every time I do it, I like hate myself because I'm like, why am I doing this? Like it doesn't yeah. need to be done. Like love a bit of like a landing strip and like a tidy up. But why do <laughs> I? Strength. Why do I? But why do I? I have the fear that you have without any incidences. Without had. a guy not at, like, you know, getting his dick up. Like he just, he couldn't get it up again. And and he was like, and your eyebrows too. And I'm like. Your eyebrows? Your eyebrows are up? nice. Uh, thank you. I actually haven't done them in like fucking three <laughs> months. But thank you. <laughs> now that I'm with women, I feel much more comfortable, I think, with my body. Just because I think a lot of men out there do make women feel good about their bodies. But there's just this ex- expectation almost. Yeah. I do, I do blame porn, honestly. Like Absolutely. a lot of it. But I mean, I hope you're with a woman right now who doesn't shave. I hope you're with a woman who's like very happy with her hair. Honestly, yeah, that is I hope about so. my karma for you. That, that would be, be nice if he, if he, I was going to say had to be with a woman with hair. No, fuck him. If he got to be with a woman with hair, fuck that, fuck that man and his cleanly shaven ball sack. <laughs> it was cleanly shaven. Though. Too much porn. Did not Well, Len, it. that was a great nightmare fuel. I love Thank that. You. Thank you. I love that I guessed it because I feel like men are so predictable. I know you guessed it. Me? I was just like, what are reasons why a man would claim you couldn't get hard? Either that or meaty pussy. I was. Really? Well, no, again, that's like a weird insecurity. I did a whole episode about this yeah. where I cried and I cried because I hadn't been eaten out in like three months or something. And I thought it was my meaty <laughs> pussy. And then, I, and then I called the person who I was having sex with and I was like, are you not eating me out because I'm meaty pussy? And he was like, we live in different states. And I was like, yeah. He's like, you had your period. And I'm like, oh, right, yeah. <laughs> like, if there are any men listening to this podcast and you're wondering how can I please a woman, Keep going down on her. Yes. Keep going down on her. If it's like two times, triple that shit. And it's coming from a gay woman who really pleases her woman. Absolutely. Keep going down on them. Listen to Lem. Listen to Lem. Well, thanks for that, darling. Thanks for listening, guys. See you next week. Um, Yeah. Love yous. What a a ride today's episode was. I know. It's like we came from...